Welcome to Sunday Night Dinner, a podcast that cooks. I'm Suzanne Hancock. What's your favorite pizza? Margarita pizza. It's simple, it's the best. <laughs> Thank you. Can I just ask you a quick question? Hi. What's your favorite pizza? Uh, the margarita. Three out of the four employees at Pizzeria Libretto that I canvassed said the margarita is their favorite. Simple, classic, and wow, so political. Libretto is the first restaurant in Canada to become VPN certified. VPN stands for Vera Pizza Napolitana, or True Neapolitan Pizza. And with that certification come some incredibly strict guidelines. I started searching for the manual which outlines those guidelines, but it just made me hungry. Here's a few of the rules though. The pizza must be brick oven made, diameter must not exceed 35 centimeters, thinnest at its center, charred and blistered crust, when held inside someone's palm must display high levels of softness, elasticity and foldability, and Rocco's rule, when placed inside someone's mouth should provoke immediate and unparalleled delight. I guess for most people that last rule would be the most important. All the policing aside though, Rocco Agostino and his crew make an incredible margarita pizza. And if pizza is something that you're dying to make for Sunday dinner, he's even going to walk you through the steps. The dough that Rocco's making needs to sit for about four hours, or you can put it in the fridge overnight, so you have to plan ahead a little. There's a lot at stake in the margarita pizza world and the world of pizza in general, and competition is stiff. But Rocco doesn't seem too concerned. He's been called one of the nicest guys in the business, and he just makes great food. Here he is. My name is Rocco Agostino. Um, we are at Pizzeria Loretto at our King Street uh, location. I arrived early, but this is a busy restaurant with a lot going on, so you'll hear sounds of industry and a kitchen preparing for the inevitable lunch rush. I asked Rocco where it all started, this love of pizza. Um, well, I've been working with pizza, I would say now, for 25 years. I mean, um, not my first job, but um, when I was at Faro, uh, they did have a uh, pizza oven um, and got sort of a, a taste uh, of making pizza there professionally. Um, in Italy, made some pizza there as well. Um, and then here at Libretto. I, I guess part of uh, my whole culinary journey, uh, I think it was after Stratford Chef School. Stratford Chef School is located in Stratford, Ontario and opened in 1983. It's the only culinary institute in the country that's operated by working restaurant professionals. Decided to go to Italy uh, to work there for a while. So, I mean, I, I spent about a year in Italy. I worked at two different restaurants, uh, soaked in the culture and drank all the espressos and had all the tiramisus um, and learned some simple, honest, uh, great food to cook. And in the world of food, what makes pizza so popular? Um, I think pizza itself is, is just one of those foods that uh, everybody relates to uh, in some way. Um, you know, and they've probably had variations on pizza growing up. Um, but I've always enjoyed pizza. Uh, I've enjoyed making pizza. My mom used to make a pizza as well, where it was a thickish dough in a pan all the way on the base, and then the ingredients on top. Um, and it would have a nice crispiness to the bottom. 
uh, with some really great uh, melty, cheesy stuff on, the po- uh, on top and, and just a, like a light, airy crust. I asked Rocco about Sunday night dinner when he was growing up. The one thing that really comes to mind um, from when I was a kid is my mom's lasagna. Uh, and it would be a Sunday thing because it would take her a couple of days to put it together. So a couple put, days. Yeah. Wow. She would put it together like on the Friday, and then on the Sunday she would put it in the oven, and you know we'd have it for Sunday dinner. I asked if he ever makes that lasagna, and I got a resounding, expletive-rich no. Here's why. It's one of the dishes that I sort of hesitate to make because uh, I really enjoy my mom's, um, and there's something about it. Uh, and I can't really replicate it. It might be her hands, it might be the ingredients she uses, it might be how she uh, distributes the ingredients, but uh, I've never been able to replicate her lasagna. To your satisfaction? Yes, Um, but I'll keep trying. There's a lot of pizza purists out there, and I wondered if Rocco sees himself as one. Being a law-abiding pizza maker with VPN certification, I asked if he'll only eat certain kinds of pizza. No. 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 Uh, eat anything? I'm a, a pizza enthusiast is, is what I sort of like to call myself. Uh, I really enjoy pizza um, and trying different things as well. I mean, I know that there was an argument um, globally um, as far as uh, pineapple on a pizza. Um, and I'm not one to say no to pineapple on a pizza. Who am I to say no to pineapple on a pizza? I'm like, if it works, if it tastes great, then... Why not? I was going to ask you, right? um, is there anything that you would never put on a pizza? But you just said so no. far, no. So if I come across anything that I won't put on a pizza, then I'll let you know. Let me know. Yeah. Let me know. For sure. I, I think Toronto is great for that. I mean, yeah. as far as the city is concerned and as far as um, its diversity, um, you know, we started off where the only thing that you can find is this sort of thickish, cheesy style pizza that you can still find today. Um, you know, and then when we came on board, we sort of brought a culture over from Italy um, with this Neapolitan-style pizza, which sort of opened the, uh, uh, a bit of the floodgates. And you know, nowadays you you find all these different styles. Where you have Detroit-style, um, Neapolitan-style, you have Sicilian-style, you have Grandma-style, deep dish, um, New York-style. Right. So uh, I mean, there there are a lot of different uh, styles of pizzas out there. Uh, each great in, in its own right, um, I think, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's pizza. So what do you need to make pizza? Rocco collected the ingredients for the crust. You can find the measurements on our website under recipes, sundaynightdinnerpodcast.com, and he mixed them together. Here he goes. The simplicity of uh, making pizza. All it takes is four ingredients. Uh, we have some uh, dry active yeast, we have some salt, some lukewarm water, uh, and then we have uh, flour. Uh, the flour that we use is a double zero flour. I'm sure that you can find that at certain um, grocery stores nowadays. The double zero refers to the texture of the flour. Italian flours are classified by numbers according to how finely they're ground, and double zero indicates that it's very finely ground. It's a little lighter and handles well when making pizza. All right. Okay. So we're going to start with adding the yeast. Half a package or about three grams of yeast. Two, a little bit of the water to have it bloom or to have it start activating. 
And you want to do this also as well. Um, this will give you a good indication on whether or not the yeast um, is active or not. Right. Uh, so I'm just stirring the yeast uh, into the water just to dissolve. When I recreated this recipe, I had a small bowl that I poured just a little of the lukewarm water into, and then I added the yeast to make it bloom, and then I set it aside. The salt, three and a quarter teaspoons, will go into the large amount of lukewarm water, not the bowl with the yeast in it as well. Okay. Um, at this point here, what we can do is we'll add the salt to uh, the cup of um, tempered water and again what we'll do is we'll stir that to dissolve the salt in the water itself just like so um, and then what you want to do is you want to make sure that you have a large enough bowl that you can add the flour and the water and be able to mix uh, the dough in. If you have uh, a table uh, or a wooden table or a wooden cutting board of sorts that you'd like to use uh, that you want to flip dough over to so that you can uh, knead it, that's great also. Uh, but the bowl works at all your ingredients and knead the dough uh, and then go from there. I'm going to add the flour to the bowl at which point we'll add the water and the salt mixture. Okay. And we'll add, we'll use our fingers and stir this around. Now, depending on what time of year it is, uh, if it's summer, you might not need that much water. If it's winter, you might need a little bit more. If it's humid out, out uh, moisture from the air will affect the dough itself, so you don't need to use as much water. We're going to add the yeast mixture. And then this is the fun part. I mean, this is where you get to knead the dough. Let the dough come together. You can use a um, squeeze technique where you just grab the dough and squeeze it, flip it over, squeeze it and make sure that it's gathering up all the flour. Right. Once the flour is all incorporated, what you can do at this point is take it out of the bowl um, and continue kneading it until it's smooth in texture. Can you and ever over knead it? Is there, is there uh, a at this point here, no. Uh, I mean, you want it to come together. Uh, some people um, prefer not to knead it as much. They want to sort of bring it together and then let it sit and then sort of um, come back to it after it's rested a little bit. Do that again and give it another rest. Uh, and with this stuff, this dough here, I mean the rusting will be uh, a big part of it because it needs the time to rest 
have all the ingredients activate, like the yeast. Right? So at this point, what I would do is I would cover it um, with a wet towel or a piece of saran wrap in the bowl. Uh, you can add a thin layer of olive oil so that the dough doesn't stick to the bowl. Uh, and then let it sit for eight hours. The dough can rest for eight to 12 hours in the fridge or it can rest at room temperature for about four. If you're putting it in the fridge, you'll wanna take it out a couple of hours before you want to roll it out so it will be at room temperature. Then you'll cut the dough into half or into smaller balls if you're making smaller pizzas and then roll them out. When you come back to it, what would it look like? It would be expanded. It'd be probably three times its size. So once the dough is ready, um, what you're gonna do is you're gonna roll it out. We roll it out by hand here. I'm okay if you guys use your rolling pins at home or whatever you guys are comfortable with. Um, but basically what you wanna do is uh, stretch your dough out to about 10 inches. before you top it. So it took the master about 10 seconds to make a perfect 10 inch pizza crust. He stretched it by letting it hang over the counter he was working on, which seemed kind of genius to me. He didn't throw it in the air, he's no showboater, but the dough was perfect. An incredibly important part of the libretto kitchen is the 900 degree wood-burning oven hand-built for them by a third-generation pizza oven maker, Stefano Ferrara, in Naples. It cooks the pizza in 90 seconds. For our purpose though, Rocco is using the regular oven because, well, that's what most of us have at home. Um, so we're going to use a convection oven. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to place the uh, dough on top of a sheet pan. I'm just going to lay a touch of oil down. You can either add the oil or not. You can flour it if that's what you prefer. I'm just adding a bit of oil to it so that it crisps up the bottom. We're going to lay the dough down on the tray itself. And then we're going to go ahead and dress it. We're gonna dress this pizza with uh, as a margarita. The simplicity of tomato, cheese, and basil. One of my favorite pizzas, one of my kids' favorite pizzas. So you're gonna lay the tomato sauce down on the dough itself. You're gonna spread it evenly on the dough. You're gonna leave about a half inch for the crust itself the crust is the yummy part as well. Okay. You don't want the sauce to go all the way to the end of the pizza. You're gonna add your cheese to it. Uh, sorry, you're gonna add your basil to it. Um, and why we do this is we add the basil to the sauce itself so that it adds a bit of moisture to the basil so it doesn't burn while it's baking. You're gonna add the cheese to that now. Um, we use a fior di latte, uh, a fresh mozzarella. Uh, you can use a brick mozzarella, um, whatever you have or available to you. Uh, I think Fior di Latte or Fresh Mozzarella is available uh, at any grocery store nowadays. It just has a uh, richer 
flavor to it. And at this point here, I mean, we're just gonna add a bit of grated Parmesan to it. Um, gives it a bit of a, uh, this is sort of like the uh, salt component to it. It's believed that the margarita pizza was named after Queen Margarita of Savoy in 1889 when she was visiting Naples with her husband, King Umberto I. Pizza maker Raphael Esposito created the pizza with the three colors of the Italian flag, red, white, and green. So we put it into an oven. The oven set at about 475. I know that most home uh, kitchen ovens go to about 500. So, I mean, if you feel comfortable with it, set it at 475. It should take about 10 minutes. But check it periodically. Different ovens have different uh, heat uh, points, so yeah. At the halfway point uh, of cooking the pizza, I would check it, see how it's doing. If you need to rotate it, uh, then rotate it. Uh, golden color, um, making sure that the uh, base also has uh, some golden color to it as well. Um, like I said, this uh, would be more of a, a crispy uh, style pizza, more like a New York style versus a Neapolitan style because of the temperature itself. Um, the temperature that we use uh, here in our ovens at 900 uh, allows it to cook a lot faster in two minutes, uh, giving it the slightly blistered, slightly charred, uh, look to the pizza, a little soft in the center, uh, typical of what you would find in Naples. 10 minutes later, it was ready and it looked incredible. That's a stunner, Rocco. Yeah. So how does it taste? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what are you looking for in the perfect margarita? What do you want um, to taste? The sweetness and acidity from the tomato sauce, uh, richness from the cheese, freshness from the basil, light crust. It is the perfect food. There mm -hmm. you go. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I, I think it's one of those foods that no matter what kind of pizza you're having, no matter where you're having it, it's always going to hit home in some way, um, different for everyone, but ultimately a comfort food that does what it's supposed to do, and, and that's please. Do you ever get tired of eating pizza? No. Um, I, I, uh, I, I really enjoy eating uh, You pizza. rubbed his belly at that moment. I, I did rub my belly at that moment. Um, uh, just one of those foods that uh, I will have at least a slice a day, which keeps the doctor away, maybe. Happy Sunday Night Dinner, everyone. Sunday Night Dinner is produced by Suzanne Hancock. Music by JJ Ibsen. Huge thanks to Rocco Agostino for talking pizza and for inviting me into the kitchen of Pizzeria Libretto. If you live in Toronto and you haven't tried the margarita pizza at Libretto, I encourage you to do so. It's magical. And if you want to try making pizza at home for Sunday night dinner, check out the recipe on our website, 
sundaynightdinnerpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. See you soon.